So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan um, with Pansexual Rock, knowing no boundaries of sex, gender, or genre, and is unstoppable. And um, for those listening on a Sunday, thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday morning from eleven thirty till noon. I'm Sally Goldner, covering pansexual issues for the next hour. Um, and, of course, 3CR is proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants, and we pay respects to elders past and present, also acknowledging our LGBTI Indigenous elders, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around our land. And welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. Um, on the show today, I'll be catching up at around 12.30 with the fabulous Charlie, uh, who we chatted with a few months ago about more um, massage stuff, um, 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 because um, we've had some develop- good, de- amazing developments and there's more to come. Um, so, um, yeah, um, stay tuned for that um, as well. Um, um, on the show today, we'll have a great range of pansexual classic rock, knowing no boundaries of sex, gender or genre. Opened up, of course, with the Doobie Brothers um, from the 70s, Michael McDonald on lead vocals and What a Fool Believes from the very best of the Doobie Brothers, one of probably quite a few compilations. Um, and we'll we'll start and get that one out of the way because we'll dedicate that one to anyone who's thinking of voting for Donald Trump on Tuesday American time. Um, and we'll have a nice finish um, at the end to make up for it. Um, musically, um, cryptic pansexual rock um, and loving it. Um, also, a great range of Australian music um, as well in between that. Um, yeah, if you want to get in touch with the show, the post for the show is on my Facebook page and um, you can post there. You can also look for the post on Out of the Pans page. Um, and um, also, um, you can get in touch by, if you're still one of these people like me who thinks email's an amazing piece of technology, well, um, go for it. Um, and do it that way, out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com. You can text 61401078981, and you can tweet at Sal Gold Said So. And that's the bottom line. Um, so, um, lots of, um, what's been happening in the last, um, week or so, um, well, not a lot, all rolling along, um, I suppose, um, hard to not talk about Donald Trump today, I mean, you know, as far as it intersects with, um, GLBTI issues, I mean, there is no doubt that a... Trump presidency, in my in my opinion, I don't think there's any doubt that a Trump presidency would be damaging for LGBTI people. He claims that he will restore religious liberty 
which is a cop-out for saying the right for relig- people to discriminate on the basis of religion. Now, this is one of these big myths that giving GLBTI rights interferes with religious freedom. Well, let's, let's do something that commercial radio can't do anymore. Let's try to analyse it logically. Oh, there's a novel concept. Um, any commercial radio presenters listening might have to, well, a lot of commercial radio presenters listening might have to look up their dictionary for meaning of the words analysis and logic. Does giving LGBTI people interfere with religious rights? Well, if you're running a business, it's not a religion under the law and the common sense policy of this country, so it doesn't. Um, first, second, this assumes that every religion, every religious institution, every denomination, every religious organisation wants to discriminate against LGBTI, and I think that's highly offensive. Um, there are all sorts of religions in the world, um, and you know, some of it are more supportive of LGBTI, Buddhism and paganism religions. Oh, but hang on, they're not the real religion of Christianity, hashtag sarcasm. And of course, not all Christians, seriously though, not all Christians wish to discriminate against religions. Um, You know, an example is in Aging and Aged Care, where I work, I've gone and done training with plenty of Christian um, organisations, and they're quite happy um, to support LGBTI people because it's about customer service. And whilst they might follow the, the true spirit and principles of Christianity, love and compassion and empathy as opposed to hate, fear and anger, as put out by some so-called Christian organisations, um, they are quite supportive. So, um, you know, this, high, this misuse of terms like religious liberty, um, no, religion doesn't have a right to discriminate in broader society against other people. Some people say they should be allowed to say what they want. Well, that gives them a privilege over other people in, we'll say, broader community debates. Sorry. In their religious building, inside their confines, well, if you don't like their religion, you don't go to it. I would have thought that was the spirit of free choice, which is the real meaning of freedom. Um, And if they want to choose priests, obviously they can. But why does a religious school need to say, well, we want the right to discriminate in relation to appointing the gardener or um, the lavatory cleaner or whatever else? Seems a bit silly to me. So um, there's another one. There's also an interesting um, argument. Um, I'm not sure if I've had too much or too little caffeine this week, but I think it's been the right amount because the thought struck me. People say, oh, you know, there's this myth that if we get marriage equality, it will interfere in religious freedom. Well, of course it won't. No church or mosque or whoever else will be forced to marry anyone against their will. So that's not changing their freedoms inside their building. But at the moment, I want to think about something. I am sure if I did a survey, there would be um, some churches, synagogues and some mosques um, who would want to marry couples that who aren't, I'll say, M and F by birth certificate at the time of the marriage. Now, they're technically, in a way, they probably can. What they do inside their building is their freedom. But of course, the moment someone steps outside their building, and of course, they won't be able to go and sign a government certificate to do it because they can't. So, or they can, but it'll be declared null and void. So at the moment, in my opinion, is there a restriction on religious freedom whereby people who want to marry um, couples other than M and F can't really do it? So if we get marriage equality, it increases religious freedom. So this religious liberty argument that where the right wing has got into bed with so-called Christian organisations, and I have to say so-called, Let's just call it. Is there really anything Christian about the Australian Christian lobby? 
I often say that I spent, nice Jewish person, spent 13 years at a Christian school. Let's leave the gender stuff out of it. But, um, you know, I'd be, I'll be fair on this school, and I've criticised it in its attitudes on gender, but I'll be fair, it did try to teach most of the right message on Christianity. I heard one homophobic remark, which stuck in my head for a long time, from a priest taking religious studies in year 10. But the, the lessons I remember that were read out in the compulsory church three times a week, heaven, heaven forbid, were the ones about laying down your life for your friends. Now, people think of that maybe in a physical sense or in the military. It means giving to other people. Something we've lost in this selfish society that we've increasingly, not totally, become. People talk about individual freedom. Well, that sounds good on paper, but it's often interpreted as the right to do and say whatever you want and to hell, pun intended, with everyone else. Sorry, not true. You've got to live in a society where you think about other people, whereas Jesus said, you lay down your life for your friends. Just give something. It's not all take. And we have socially, economically, politically become greedy. Ironically, choice of words, sense of self-entitlement. We can do better than that. And so let's not um, use religious liberty and religious freedom as a way to demean LGBTI people. Let's not look at the idea that religious people are allowed their freedom to call us horrible names, but if we call them bigots, when they want the right to be a bigot, but they don't want to be called it, and we're told, oh, don't, don't call them that, we can't engage. You won't engage with them. Well, they're not engaging now. When has the far right of religion ever sat down and talked constructively, sensibly, and come up with a win-win solution on one legal or social reform in this country? Everything they've done is destructive. Well, they don't have a right to destroy our lives and our freedoms. So, you know, for those people who think Donald Trump is going to get religious liberty going, I think you'd better think again. Um, And the Doobie Brothers song was very much dedicated to you. Well... Um, Lots of groups are affected. I can't talk for other groups who could be affected by um, if Trump proposals, if they go ahead, such as um, people of colour, immigrants, um, Muslims. But, um, well, we'll stick together. In the words of Russell Morris from the Thousand Sons album of 1990, his voice um, still rocking on even today, 25 years after that and 20 years after he first came to prominence with The Real Thing. In the words of Russell Morris, stay with you. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. This ain't This is 3CR has all kinds of music programs for you to hear. From blues to hip-hop, reggae, classical, punk, Jazz, soul, indigenous, experimental, indie, metal and other music styles. Check out 3cr.org.au on the World Wide Web for more info. Three CRs turn 40, and from Monday, 10th of October, right through to Saturday, 19th of November, we're celebrating. Join us on 3CR Breakfast from 8 until 8.30am, Monday to Saturday, 
as we delve into our rich 3CR archive and bring you half an hour of historic gems. So start your day with the sounds that built a station. 40 days of groundbreaking audio celebrating 3CR's 40 years of radical radio. Giving a voice to those who are marginalised in society, to Indigenous, to women, to community language programs, to left progressive perspectives, to unions, and 3CR's still that voice today. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. And prior to the messages, heard from Russell Morris, um, a thousand sons, and was the album and stay with you, an absolute um, packed album of good songs um, from nineteen ninety. Um, 10 new ones and the 1990 mix of The Real Thing, just in case you couldn't get enough of nostalgia, which on a fantastic track like that, of course you can't. Well, it's been a bit of a battle of a year for the LGBTI communities um, in lots of places. Um, we touched on what Donald Trump might do in America, um, but we know what has actually happened, of course, here. Don't have to go into detail, but if there's been a bastion, a rock... Um, well, Ros Ward has been that rock. Um, and a few weeks ago at the Victorian Community Awards, the Globe Awards, um, when she won the um, People's Choice Award, um, the huge standing ovation that um, Ros got was quite enormous. Um, you know, quite a remarkable moment Um I just wish I'd been a bit more in the present moment to at least audio record her speech. If anyone does have an audio recording of it, um, you know, it just would be enormous. I'll try to recount it. Um, and the reason I'm talking about this today is um, Jill Stark, who's done so much as an ally for the LGBTI community and is now has left the age um, but is now working for the Saturday paper did a fantastic article yesterday in the Saturday paper about Roz and, um, you know, the, um, um, apparently, and I'm not surprised, um, she won the People's Choice Award by a landslide. I don't think you'd be doing too many um, betting, um, I don't think there'd be too many betting odds um, on that one, given that we've just finished main racehorsing season here in Melbourne acknowledging cruelty to racehorses and the great work done by Freedom of Species, which comes up after this show. But um, she won it by a landslide and not surprising. And I've got to say that when she won it, the huge ovation she got. And I you know, I was um, near the front, probably only five metres away from Roz as she made her speech. Um, and, you know, I can't quite repeat even in the language in um, this statement that Roz used. She said quote, it's been a pretty F dot dot K rough year, which it has for the LGBTI communities, which we all know about. But, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, when she said people go, aren't you finding it tough? And then she said, well, I think about trans and gender diverse young people who find it tough at school, but have the courage to come out and their families and same sex attracted kids and their same sex attracted parents and so on. And well, um, I have to say, quite unashamedly, of course. Um, yours truly, um, um, thankfully, uses um, 
Um, eyelash tint and not mascara, otherwise we would have had panda eyes because it was just unbelievable. I mean, what Roz has been through, which is pretty public knowledge, but as this article by Jill calls it, um, Ward has morphed into a cartoon villain for the right, facing relentless attacks as the public face of an anti-bullying program conservatives claim is a Trojan horse for a Marxist agenda of cultural relativism promoting radical gender theory. We've all heard it. I should have given a trigger warning. I'm sorry. I'm maybe a humour warning or a ridiculousness warning or something. Um, and for Roz to sit, stand there and say that, well, it just blew me away as well. Um, and I'm going to take this opportunity to publicly say how much that gave me a bit of much-needed energy, um, that Roz could stand up there and say that. Um, and um, what she did, which I just think is remarkable. Um, and as Roz said, as she left the stage after um, a huge group hug with her Safe School staff, we're, we're still here, we're still queer, and we're not going anywhere um, I, I don't know if I can even read out some of the things that have um, are mentioned in this article, so I'd better give a warning here for, well, prejudice, homophobia, transphobia. So just take a few deep breaths, and I'll just ad-lib while we, before we go into it. There's been death threats. Some said she would face divine justice. One of the most troubling was an email that said, I know where you live, and then stated her home address. Now, surely there's got to be some sort of intimidation. Can you imagine, let's say, if someone was un unhappy with a bank service? That's not hard to imagine. But then the part that we hope we would be hard to imagine um, was that um, they said, well, I know where the employee lives. You can bet the bank would be on the phone to the police demanding that they do something or they'd have their own security force. Can safe schools, Latrobe Uni, afford that? No. I mean, this is appalling. And I think that the level of intimidation that's happening is beginning to head down a very dangerous path. I've said this before, it's akin to what I've seen, saw in Russia almost a year ago. Hi to anyone listening in St. Petersburg. And, you know, I heard a few years ago about human rights defenders in Pakistan having their home invaded. Look at what we're heading down and people just say, oh, it's their individual freedom to send emails like that. Sorry? No. Um, of course, we know the rest. Um... It's now a sad situation that there are security gates at Latrobe and a guard hired to monitor the entrance after Ros Ward returned to her office one afternoon to find a business card from a Herald Sun reporter on her desk. Since when does someone just walk up to an office and barge in? So, pretty atrocious. There's plenty of stuff going on um, and all that sort of stuff. But, of course, the positive in here, as the article says, it is Ward's defiant stance that has infuriated her critics and emboldened her supporters. Not once has she considered resigning from safe schools. She believes the focus on her personal politics is a diversion. Well, I certainly agree with that. And, of, and as she says, um, the nature of the attacks about me or about Marxism or whatever shows the amount of social progress. And they can't just say, I effing hate gay people, so they have to say it's a Marxist thing or it's Ros Ward or it's the agenda. And she's quite right. And so it's very difficult to listen to the shrill dying gasps of the anti-GLBTI types because they're very loud and they are very shrill. But Roz has got it. And that just in the amount of pressure she's faced, which I cannot imagine, is just remarkable. And, and I agree, you know, radical gender theory. What a load of baloney. It's practical gender reality. Um, every... 
LGBTI allied person, including the 85% of Australians who support anti-discrimination law, which Roz mentions. Um, Here, quote from Roz in the article, the law says that your gender identity is protected and is not based on the sex you're assigned at birth or any any medical interventions. That's not a crazy gender theory. I didn't make that up. That's not my idea. It's not what I learned in gender studies. That's the law, quote unquote. Spot on, Roz. (coughs) There's 7.4 billion gender identities, 7.4 billion gender expressions on this planet. They can't all obviously be tied to assumptions about your body at birth. Um... So, of course, they attack appearances, um, and, um, you know, so, um, of course, you know, it's tough going, um, as she says, it's, um, and is unapologetic about their sexuality and personal politics. Well, um, yeah, of course, people who think they have a right to be arrogant, like anti-GLBTI types, like sexist types, racist types, are so are used to getting their own way, that when someone just says no to them, they have a hissy fit meltdown. I've experienced that in my personal life. A friend who told me I should stop having an opinion, so-called friend who revealed the truth and said I should stop having an opinions on every LGBTI issue and that masculine women made him vomit. Well, obviously no longer a friend, I can tell you that now. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, all because I refused to kowtow to what he wanted on one point after maybe being passive earlier in my life. What I also like about this article, um, how Simon Birmingham, the education minister, went beyond the findings of the review, which involved no trans or intersex people, who speaks for whom, um, and that, um, you know, sort of, at least, and this is clear, this is, says opposition leader Bill Shorten has promised to restore funding and give an extra $6 million. And of course, at the that's at the federal level and at the state level, um, you know, we have um, um, Daniel Andrews reinstalling it. So a great article. Check out, I'm not wanting to promote the Saturday paper, that's just where this article is. Check it out. All right, let's have some more music as we move into massage. Seems appropriate to play Dragon, The Body and the Beat. 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with... 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. And, well, you could say knowing no boundaries of body, um, the body and the beat. Um, That track originally from Dragon's um, um, album, comeback album, you could call it, in the early 80s, but off a compilation called Cuts from the Tough Times in... um, not the early, uh, late 1980s. Um, well, on the line is someone who knows all about bodies, uh, live. Um, this is one of the challenging emails I've, um, challenging moments I've had from, um, uh, um, sorry, having some technical hitches at the moment, um, from, live from Newcastle Airport, on the line is um, the fabulous Charlie once again, who joined us a few months ago. Charlie, good to have you back on 3CR. Ah, oh, thank you for having me, Sally. And you found, you're saying you found a place out of the breeze at the Newcastle Airport. It's very windy here and there's actually bushfires not too far from here. It's quite strange, yeah. So Ooh. I'm sitting under the stairs outside Newcastle Airport on the phone to you now. Wow. Um, well, one of the more interesting interviews that um, 
as well, I've accomplished in 11 years on this station. I'm not sure where it fits with others, although there's probably been um, ones from um, Sorry Day and that sort of thing that probably rank higher. But um, you're wanting to talk to us yet again about massage. And I swear we should ask, why are you at Newcastle Airport? <laughs> So I feel so lucky. I've just come out of a 10-day training retreat with two of my amazing Hawaiian teachers. So I've been fully immersed in going deeper with Hawaiian wisdom and Lomi Lomi and various other things. So, yeah, I've literally just stepped out of that. Wow, that just sounds awesome. You you know, you mentioned on the show you know, when you were on last time just how much you, well, um connected with Lomi Lope when you found it now you've been able to go deeper that just must be well like mega awesome sauce and balls um. yeah, it really is after practicing and teaching for 14 years you know to be able to go even deeper again that's really really wonderful yeah so um you're at Newcastle airport but you're um you'll be well back at an airport somewhere I presume in late November, because you're coming down to Melbourne again, as you do a couple of times a year, but this time for a very, very important for a course, and you've got some specific um, things to, t- to chat to us about it. That's right. Yes, I'm very happy to be on here talking about it. I'm coming down to Melbourne from the 24th to the 27th of November to teach another Lomi Lomi massage course, which is Hawaiian bodywork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, perhaps just um, because, of course, not everyone may have caught the interview earlier this year. Um, You know, just a little, perhaps tell us a little bit about Lomi Lomi and um, what it's about, perhaps, we'll say compare and contrast to other forms of massage, um, just so people, we can set the scene. Sure. So Hawaiian Lomi Lomi massage um, is different in many ways. One way is that it works on all levels as an individual. So it works on the physical, the emotional, the mental and the spiritual. So it always starts with a Hawaiian prayer. The practitioner who is working with the person um, connects to source and is working from a very deep space of connection. Um, So they work with their intuition to work with whatever the person on the table needs at the time. But the massage itself is um, basically long flowing strokes using the hands, the forearms and the elbows going up and down the body on top of and underneath the body. It can incorporate stretches. And the main like key element with it is it's always done with a deep sense of unconditional love. So the person, the practitioner comes from a place of reverence for the practice, but also the person who's receiving, and they give unconditional love. And it's an extraordinary, um, or it can be for people, an extraordinary experience because we we lack a lot of um, unconditional love and touch in our lives, generally, Mm. unfortunately. Yeah. Well, very, very true, and you couldn't have planned that better. Unfortunately, at times, trans people and trans and gender diverse people have not received love and touch because we don't fit into gendered norms and limited definitions of sexual orientation that result from that. But of course, the sad part is trans people have so much to offer that sees us get past um, the limitations of gender. And um, so, you know, you're wanting, um, you know, some, um, you're hoping to do something very special for the trans and gender diverse community with your unique combination of your unique gift of doing Lomi Lomi and just having gone deeper and your sense of identity with the trans and gender diverse community. 
that direct Sally, and that's another reason why I'm here talking today, because I'm very passionate about not only creating a space in my courses that are safe and inclusive and open-gendered, um, but it also helping to instill an awareness in all of my students who go out into the world of working in a way with people that is inclusive and where people don't make assumptions based on anything, but very importantly, based on gender and sexuality. So I teach people to have an awareness of language, um, inclusivity, and to, you know, just, just to be aware and to be able to really come from that place of offering unconditional love without any judgment. And I feel that it's really important for everyone in our world, but particularly right now for people who identify as trans and gender diverse. For sure. Yeah. So um, you're certainly wanting to do that now um, and get people started on their journey in Lomi Lomi. And there's two things that come out of that whilst not a trans and gender diverse person, someone who identifies, will say, under the rainbow, had a wonderful experience, um, you know, early, um, sort of starting from earlier this year. So are you saying that someone did? Yeah, well, someone, yeah. Um, we had a chat earlier in the year and we had Oh, a... right, yes, sorry. That's <laughs> my right. My went in a different direction then, yeah. So someone who listened to the last radio program. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Had an yeah. amazing um, journey or, you know, got onto the right road in their total life um, because of um, your work. Yeah, it was incredible. I, I Yeah, and I shared this with you, Sally, last time I saw you in Melbourne, which was beautiful, you know, touching for both of us to know that it really, really moved someone so deeply. So someone was listening to the radio program last time, which was lovely to know. Indeed. Uh, they emailed me and they said, you know, I just heard your radio interview and I was really moved by what you shared and I feel really drawn to this work. And they didn't know why, but they just felt intu- intuitively drawn to it. And they, you know, said that they had a child, they didn't have child, you know, childcare options, they couldn't afford to do the course and they just didn't know how to make it possible, but they wanted to chat to me. And so I said, okay, let's, you know, set up a time to chat on the phone. And we did. And I supported this person to be able to attend the course and it changed their life. And, you know, they've come and done more training with me since. And, yeah, it's been really, really beautiful to witness their blossoming. Yeah, and other factors you... Um, you know, they were a single parent um, and helped you know, help them to get some childminding organised and that sort of thing. Yeah, you know. and being a single parent myself, I know what that's like, you know, and yeah, sometimes people really need support with that. So you've, well, just a very, it's just so heartwarming and look for, you know, you know it just shows a magnificent soul and energy that you have to do Lomi Lomi oh. and you want to to bring us back on track off of that in a way to help get a trans or gender diverse person who might think this is their calling, um, you're wanting to offer something to them, to that That's person. exactly right. So I would like to offer a scholarship place um, to someone who is transgender who would like to come and do my course. So basically half price, it's actually a little bit less than half of the full price, um, so $400 only to do my training and you get a certificate and you're able to legally go out there and practice learning learning. And the reason I'm doing this is to support that individual person who wants to take the scholarship on, but more importantly, so that um, people who are in the trans community can more easily access this kind of body work because I feel it's so beneficial um, for anyone. Well, yeah, yeah, I think that, um, you know, we're getting, you know, overall we're getting progress on 
you know, trans and gender diverse, but I think people still are looking for, we'll say, diversity-friendly health professionals, but particular trans and gender diverse, there is that special connection. So I think this is a great piece of, we'll say, personal development and community development and many, 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 dot, 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 many other things rolled into one, which just makes it fantastic. So um, let's put it out to the universe that there is a trans gender diverse person somewhere who will say, yep, I want the calling of Lomi Lomi with another fabulous trans and um, gender diverse person. Yes, I would love that. So please contact me if you'd like to take the opportunity. The course is in just less than three weeks to start. Yeah. And that course is in Melbourne. Um, it is um, at Pulse Studios in Brunswick um, and it goes on the Thursday night, the 24th. So from 6 to 9pm and then the Friday, Saturday, Sundays from 10am till 6pm. All right. And um, they can always get in touch via me, but um, are there ways that um, they can get in touch with you directly? Yeah, so my website is probably the easiest. Um, there's a plane about to go over now, so can you still hear me? I can still hear you, yes. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so my website is alohamia.com, so that's www.alohamia.com. Cool. And my Facebook name is Charlie Mia Snow. All right. Well, if they forget that, they can get in touch via all the means of communication with me. Yep. Well, really welcome that. Charlie, um, safe travels back and forth and everywhere. Um, wonderful energy for massaging. Great to talk with you again. Let's, um, you know, sort of, um, yeah, keep the um, the good energy flowing and yes, let's hope we get someone. <laughs> Yes, I really do hope so. Thank you so much, Charlie, for having me on. Pleasure. Have a safe travel. Bye. Bye. Charlie, may us know, I'm a fabulous non-binary person, and I'd probably have to say certainly a leading Australian practitioner in Lomi Lomi could be up there in the best in the world. Um, Hawaii, aloha, comes to Melbourne, Australia. And as mentioned, if you are a um, gender-diverse person, get in touch via the website or via this station, um, and, um, or me, sorry, I should say not this station, uh, me, 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 not the station, leave our, um, overworked staff, uh, overworked, but very dedicated staff out of it. And, um, we can go from there. Um, all right. Um, better have some more music. Um, said it would be Australian. Um, and well, what the earth does is that we're rolling around the sun from the dingoes, from the tracks comeback album of 2010. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. So, um, right, okay, here we go. Here we go. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I've just, <laughs> I've just been shown something incredibly unhelpful. He's just written, written down the wrong frequency and shown it to me. <laughs> Things is very... We have silence, please. This is for radio. Come on. Yeah. Right, here we go. Hi, this is Jay Wilgus Esquire from Public Service Broadcasting, and you are listening to 3CR Community Radio on 855am on your dial. Please subscribe. Good now. Slavery is back. Welcome to a place where private business profit from a captive labour force, yet pennies are spent on medical services to a population in which the Indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. 
depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view. The people who work in the prison system would have another. And I think it's up to people to decide uh, you know, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio, 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. That's doing time with the fabulous Pete and um, many, many other um, great crew. Um, yes, of course. Um, you know, gee, funny how um, prison building companies want more prisons and police union, funnily enough, always argues for more police numbers. No, that's not a conflict of interest that they never declare. Of course it's not. All right. Um, and, of course, who loses? Oh, it's disadvantaged groups who could end up in more in prison, people with mental health issues, and so on. All right, um, we heard from the Dingoes from their comeback album in 2010, Tracks Rolling Around the Sun, um, John Byer, Broderick Smith, Chris Stockley, Karen Tolhurst, and although not there physically, always John Lee, um, Chris Copping on Hammond organ there, and um, of course, um, probably the magnificence of Broderick Smith on harmonica. Just got time to mention, <laughs> excuse me, things what are coming up during the week um, and also a few for the um, down the track to start um, looking out for. Um, there's um, TG Meetup at DT's. The Poly Discussion Group are both on Tuesday evening um, at um, in the evening. One, it's the TG Meetup at 7, Poly Discussion at 7.30. The On this coming Tuesday, the 8th of November, meetup.com and polyvic.org.au. Um, the Trans Anxiety Group, Anxiety and Depression Discussion and Support Group adds value, ADDS. Contact Transgender Victoria on 03 902 for the exact Carlton location, although it's probably pretty easily guessable. Um, Bent TV, as always, on Friday night at um, um, 10 o'clock and then on their YouTube and website. And Seahorse for Trans People um, on Saturday the 12th in the inner eastern suburbs. Um, so lots happening as always. But of course, we're coming up to Trans Remembrance Day, which is, falls this year on a Sunday, the 20th of November. There is at least three events I know of in Melbourne. There's going to be a community conversation co-facilitated by two fab people, including the fabulous Marie August, from 1 till 4pm on the Saturday afternoon um, about all sorts of things. And Marie's a great facilitator, and Annie, who's co-facilitating with her, who I met briefly, um, during the week, pretty awesome as well. Um, so look out for that one. Um, Why Gender are having a gathering at that familiar Carlton address um, on around five o'clock on the Saturday afternoon. Um, um, and then Transgender Victoria, in conjunction with a range of other groups, is having a film night funded by the City of Yarra. Um, right in there, as always, I've got to say they're doing some pretty good stuff, the City of Yarra, but um, in terms of some of the work that I do, this is another example, and this is at Hares and Hyenas. It's happening on the Monday the 21st, because we wanted to do it, of course, on the evening of the 20th, but we found out that it was the Johnson Street Spanish Fiesta, and it could be a bit packed and hard to park, and maybe trans people may have been a bit edgy about going into a huge crowd. Um, we hope not. Um, so, yeah, 
um, not doing it there, but on the Monday nights. So we've got three events, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Great chance for the community to stand together. Um, after all, it has been a tough year for trans and gender diverse people. But for me, I've got to say, I may have said this already, um, Georgie Stone winning LGBTI Victorian of the Year. I think that's a great beacon for the trans future here in Victoria. Um, also got to send um, some karma to three trans people who, trigger warning, sadly were on the receiving end of at least a verbal, and in two cases, a physical assault. I won't name them just to be safe on air, but to those three people, we've got lots of people with you. But most of all, I'd better get out of here and make way for the Freedom of Species crew um, coming in to talk all things animale um, in a few minutes and take it out today. Well, I said we'd start on a better note than what a fool believes. I can't promise you, but if the US people are thinking carefully, I hope that in the words of Simple Minds from the 80s, it will be a case of promised you a miracle. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.